0: Hello, everyone. My name is Logan, and you are listening to the Crowncast, the show where we cover the Charlotte FC, who uh, who are fantastic, who are beautiful, who are the stuff of dreams—good dreams, of course—the the beautiful, beautiful good dreams that that let you wake up in the morning feeling like you've just you've just experienced bliss, because because that's what that game versus uh, Atlanta United felt like. It is good to give one. Back. And here to discuss it with me, as always, is Justin. Hello, Justin. Hey, Logan. So we are going to preface things here. Unfortunately, today we had what uh, I believe they call technical issues (laughs) Uh, on your side, Justin.
1: Yeah, some scheduling conflict issues, and I, I unfortunately ended up in a location where I was unable to watch this match live. So I followed along with the statistics uh, as the match was going on. I followed on with some of the match thread information, but a lot of my reaction is coming from you know information I read and some of the highlight reel that I've been able to watch and not necessarily uh, watching it live or even better, being there live, which uh, I, I know... You know, one of us is pulling up the the slack on that and and taking care of it.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, unfortunately, this uh, technological problems happen. There's not a lot we can do about it. And uh, I the first thing I told you when I found out is is I hurt for you, because <laughs> man, this was not the one to miss. Like of all the of all the games, this was not the one to miss. It felt so good in that stadium. And really, really quick, I have to shout out a, a couple of our listeners. And a couple of the people who have uh, supported this podcast from the very beginning, the Keenies, you guys will get the chance to, to see a photo of them uh, being so kind to us, uh, were kind enough to invite me up to their seats in the club level today to, to experience the game with them and to, to get to share the game uh, with the community, which is what we want to do, right? We, we're here to share the game with the community, to experience the game from a different point in the stadium, to look down the stadium and see the supporter section absolutely rocking and I mean absolutely rocking if it's it's one thing to be in that that mob it's it's one thing to look around you and be like man everyone here is really going and it's another thing to be just outside of it and see the absolute army of supporters that showed up for Charlotte FC today that were banging the drums, that were singing the chants, to to see them dancing. Uh, I mean, I wanted to get on the field and play. Like, I was so inspired. I was like, yes, you know, Ramirez, put me in. I'll play anywhere you want me to play. Probably badly, but I'll do it. Uh, So, huge, huge, huge ups uh, to the fans. I mean, I know the I-85 Derby, uh, take two, was a big one. I know that this was one people wanted to go to, but huge ups to the fans because, wow, <laughs> getting the chance to see it from a different perspective, I mean, it it moved me in a way that made me literally write it down on my phone, and uh, if you go to our Instagram, you can see a little bit about that and see what they look like, but it's a, it was a great, great experience. So, we are going to be talking. It looked to you a little
1: like bit. from the the highlights and everything that not just the Porter section but the rest of of Charlotte they packed the house for for this derby and and for this chance for a little bit of revenge because you know, I don't know how many of our listeners remember but that that loss just a few weeks ago in ATL that's that's the one I think that has hurt the most because we were in it.
0: Oh yeah, we that were was... in
1: it there to take a point right at the end and to concede right at the end of the match like we did that was that was about as painful as it gets to uh, so far in this young season and i think that makes this victory a little sweeter
0: yeah it, it absolutely that was i mean certainly in my perspective that was the most painful uh loss for charlotte fc so far it was the most painful game for charlotte fc so far and uh and we owed them one we talked about it at the end of the last podcast you know we said there's a little bit of come up in spruing we owe atlanta a uh uh a day and you know what we knocked on atlanta's door and they paid in full there was a debt to be paid in atlanta today they came here and they are paying it with their long 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 bus ride home let's get into it a little bit because uh we are going to do uh you know what screw it i'm in such a good mood we're not going to do any cards today um,
1: a lot of crowns going out. A
0: lot of, lot of crowns going out. And there's so many crowns that we're not going to be able to give out today. We're going to keep this a little bit... We're going to keep it to two apiece because we're going to talk about them. Um, but there are so many crowns that are not going to be given out today. And we will get to those players who absolutely deserve it on the Wednesday podcast. Again, if you want to hear us a little bit more measured, the Wednesday podcast is the place for that. This is the This is the post-react. This is us. This is us in full flex. So... Justin, you have had the chance to see highlights. Obviously, you got me texting you randomly with all of the crazy (laughs) crap that was happening through the whole game. Uh, I'm sure that as I continued drinking the beer, that became less and less logical. (laughs) But I I appreciate your putting up with it. So with updates, with what you have, who do you want to give a crown to tonight?
1: I mean, the, the... First crown I gotta give, you know there are some special names for particular kinds of goals for for a lot of our listeners that may not be as familiar. There's the rabona goal, there's, uh, but one that you very rarely see is a goal called an olympico, and that is a goal scored directly from a corner kick. Uh, it is incredibly difficult to pull off a because you are in line with the mouth of the goal. When you're when you're playing from the corner, you've got to whip this thing with some bend, uh, some curl on it to be able to, to sort of come back and get in the front of the goal. You know, you're, you're hitting it directly from the side. Second, it's a long way for the ball to travel. It, the keeper generally has some time to gauge the flight of this thing and, and, you know, position to try and stop it. So it's rare. And when something rare happens, It's extra exciting and it deserves a little extra recognition. And so, my first crown is going to the scorer of an Olympico today, the only scorer in today's match, and that's Jordi Alcevar. You know, beyond that, watching a lot of the highlight stuff, the delivery from the corners, the delivery from the set pieces, the, uh, you know, the danger that he produces in the attack. You know, we talked about it when he when he first came into the starting eleven and and the jolt that he gave and the energy that he brings attacking from the midfield. and he continues to grow into that function. he continues to grow into that capability and show off you know more and more skills. And he's not the only attacker that does that by any stretch, but uh, you gotta call him out. You gotta appreciate the effort and you gotta appreciate the goal that gives the three points today. And so my first crown is, Resting firmly on Jordi Alcevar's head.
0: Oh, yeah. And he deserves it. He absolutely deserves that crown. I mean, for those of you who might be unfamiliar with the Olympico goal, it is so rare, in fact, that Jordi Alcivar joins an incredibly elite list of players who have managed to do this particular thing. If any of our listeners have ever heard the phrase, bend it like Beckham, that phrase originated from Olympico goals. Uh, David Beckham is one of the few players in history that has multiple of them in competitive play. Uh, it is so challenging. He joins names like Thierry Henry um, in in the absolute upper echelons of people who have managed this one particular feat. So we could not be prouder of him. Uh, to get to see it live is uh it's it's was such an incredible thing. I mean, I wish you could have all seen my face. I was just sitting there in disbelief. I mean, that's history that we just watched. There are whole leagues in the world that have not seen Olympic Go goals. So, uh really 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 incredible stuff for him. Absolutely deserves his crown. Uh and that le- <laughs> that leaves me with my choice. Justin, I appreciate you taking the the obvious one. Um yeah you know we do we do sort of just briefly discuss what what we're thinking about before these and and there's so many names on this pitch today that that kind of deserve a crown that uh that I'm still flip-flopping on my my answers. I am going to I'm going to pick Okay, I'm going to start with a less obvious one and that's going to be Brant Bronico.
1: Okay. Brant?
0: Yeah. Brant Bronico is a player that we have slated in the past. We have given this man cards. And uh, I'm giving him a crown today because he looked like a man possessed in the midfield. Um, Brant Bronico was the sort of single point above our defense. And he had a ton of responsibility on him. He had to go both left and right. He had to cover the entirety of the midfield— he had to press efficiently with the people in front of him. He had to be an outball for the people behind him. He had to progress the play through him intelligently and quickly. And he did all of it in spades. I mean, when you look across the world at the number of people who can do this game in, game out, the, the number of players is like seven total in the whole world. Um, the first one that comes to mind is Thomas Pardee at uh, Arsenal in the Premier League is is well known for having this responsibility at the base of the midfield and just basically owning that whole section of the game and and he owned it today. I mean, he was taking the ball off players' feet left and right. He was aggressive but in the good ways. He was he had great vision of the field, he was making good passes, he was visible and man, he was just a He was just a force. Uh, And, you know, Justin, you and I have talked about this in the past, that when Brant Bronico's job is very clear to him, he can be a very effective taker of the ball. Isn't that right?
1: If any of our listeners had a chance to, to catch this past week's podcast, we talked about pink flamingos, and Bronico's one of the ones that we talked about. You know, I, I've had issues with him before when maybe he's clogging up the midfield in the attack and stepping a little bit too far forward. But, uh, you know, I will say somebody who just saw the highlights, things like that, you don't see that kind of work in the highlight package and everything. But uh, I'm glad to hear that Bronico is maybe growing into this defensive midfielder form. And, and you know, maybe that's keeping Derek Jones on the bench. And those, those are positives if that's the case.
0: Yeah, and you know, one performance, anybody can have one good performance, which is what this is. And now it was one spectacular performance. He really became the point of the defense, and uh, we'll get on to that later on about how effective the defense was today. But he really became the point that not only started the defense for the team, he was also the outball that started the offense. And... It was just great to see. It was it was great to see from beginning to end. So, Brant Bronico, uh, I am so happy to put your name uh, out there uh, with a crown because you earned one today. Enjoy your crown.
1: Absolutely, Brant. I mean, and and look, I I have been particularly hard, I think, out of the two of us on Brant Bronico, but if he can keep performing well, uh, I'm perfectly happy to see his name in the starting eleven. You know, and and I do think that we're shaping. Into a really effective starting eleven here, and um, that's actually going to kind of move me into my second crown here because we brought a player back into the starting eleven that I kind of uh, slated the team. We slated Miguel Angel Ramirez in our our post match, uh, you know, recap from Philly for dropping out of the starting eleven, and and I think again, you know, based on what I've read, based on what I've seen from the highlight package and everything really effective having him back here again, and that's Daniel Rios, you know, going back to the second striker up top, Rios, again, providing some of that link-up play, providing some of that connection, providing just an extra body in the attack that lets you move the ball a little bit more fluidly, gives you another option to play off to, and now, like, really had some opportunities today. None of them went in, but but had some opportunities, I, I thought, to, where he really challenged the the keeper. And Brad Guzan is a former uh, – the Atlanta United goalkeeper is a former U.S. men's national team keeper. This guy's going to a World Cup with the, the U.S. men's national team. Guzon, he's a little bit older, but he's not a slouch. And we saw in the match against Atlanta down, down in Atlanta a few weeks ago lot of really big saves from Brad Guzan that, that kept them won them that match and um, Rios forced some more really good saves really good work out of Brad Guzon and and kept popping up in those dangerous areas and you know I just think that right now this team is better if we can pour a little bit more dangerous attack going forward and take some of the pressure off the defense that way hold the ball on the attacking third, hold the ball on their side of midfield. And I think we do that better. And I think today showed we do that better with Daniel Rios in the starting lineup. And for that reason, my second crown of this match is, is going to Daniel Rios.
0: Yeah. And Daniel Rios is one of them I picked out as well. You know, he's one of them on my, my list of 10 outfield players <laughs> and one goalkeeper who I could have given a crown to today. Um, he connects us and he I'm not going to say he connects us in an unstoppable you know world-beating way because because he doesn't but he connects us and right now for a team where connection is such a problem uh it's so hard to be a connected team when you're just starting out so hard to have those connections through the field and up the pitch when you haven't had months and months and months and years and years to Set the system in place to really learn who you're playing with when things rotate in and out. And Rios just presents this very clear ability to stick his back on a defender, show for the ball, and you can fire a ball into him at 152 miles an hour, and he's going to stop it. And he's going to hold that defender off, and he is going to r- maintain possession higher up the pitch and let you move forward. And today it looked really, really good. Today it was clear we took advantage of it. And he's he's a little bit of an older player. He's twenty seven, and yeah. he is starting to show the kind of I I'm, I don't want to call him the the dad of the team, but he's starting to show the kind of more adult responsibility and willingness to to provide stability for the rest of the young players that are gonna be a little bit more lightning around him to keep the team grounded. And today no, I mean
1: I Oh, go ahead. I I think we all know that the dad of the team is at the back and Christian Fuchs and uh but but Rios is he's an admirable older brother uh, out there, you know he's connecting play he he is providing the he's providing the attacking outlet that doesn't involve dropping the ball all the way back and letting the opposing team reset and i think that's really what helps our attack uh, and and popping up in the smart spaces making the smart runs to draw defenders out of position and open up space for other attacking teammates he's doing all of the things that a team that brings the attacking talents of of Ben Bender and Carol Swiderski and Jordi Alcivar, you know, you need the players that make the, uh, the undistinguished, indistinguished work. You know, they, they do the little things and he's doing that really well. Um, And uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm happy to have him now from I think we traded to uh, with Nashville to get him right right at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, I'm going to I'm going to move on because we're going to talk about a lot of people. and We're going <laughs> to <laughs> uh, believe me. This is just the beginning. Uh, yeah. For some of you, that may even be a good thing. Uh, no, we are. Uh, you know, we're very proud of a lot of the players in the field. And one of them that I'm going to talk about is a man that played today like he was just absolutely Possessed by the desire to be a Charlotte FC player. And uh, that's Jalen Lindsay. Uh, Jalen Lindsay today, I'm going to start by ragging on him. I'm going to start with the, the two things he did really not well. And the reason I'm going to start with those two things is because there are. it is easier to list the two things he did not well in the whole 90 minutes than it would be to even consider listing the number of things he did at a world-class level today. Um, There's one time late in the game he goes a little bit to sleep, and it allows a header that is quite dangerous and could have leveled the game, and thankfully that goes out. Um, He gets jumped over for that. Uh, I think he should have been a little stronger, but it's also not, you know, I'm not... His mistake there isn't so bad that I'm, I'm trying to run him off the pitch for it. There's a point, I think it's in like the 28th minute or so, where the whole defense goes to sleep on a set piece, and they take it really quickly, and they fire a ball deep over the lines uh, that, that goes on to become a, a a relatively tame shot. But the whole defense goes to sleep. They're all asking the ref what was going on, and Atlanta United takes advantage of it. The man who goes in behind that play does go down Jalen Lindsay's side. So we do have to sit back and say, hey, no matter what the general scope of things were, your job is to make sure that that space gets covered. And in that instance, it wasn't. So I realize it's weird for me to say I'm giving a crown to somebody who I've now talked about the bad stuff. And let me tell you something. Every other player on that pitch today looked like a joke compared to Jalen Lindsay. He touched that ball every three seconds in this match. I mean, he was everywhere, up and down that right side. And almost all of them were pure gold. He defensively marshaled people out really well. He uh, connected the midfield. He brought about some of our best attacking play through some absolutely incredible bursts of speed. There was one point where he looked at a very fast Atlanta United defender, and with uh, the Atlanta United defender having a head start, just said, I don't think you can beat me, and just sprinted away with the ball. Just just left him in his dust. I mean... uh the atlanta united defender had had three yards head start and and again this is not a slow defender this is a, a wing back and and jay lindsey just left him behind i mean as as you would leave behind a car sitting on the side of the road driving at highway speeds jay lindsey just left him behind and his passing was sharp his ability to look for space and find open space and give creative options, Uh, his intelligence for how to hold the ball, his positioning was great. I mean, he was absolute lightning in a bottle today. It looked like a man who was desperately trying to play for his next contract and getting everything right, except we just gave him a big contract. Uh, So... That looked like a guy who was so proud of the fact that he gets to wear a Charlotte FC shirt. And he is going to take it, he's going to make it everyone's problem. And I loved it. I loved to see it. I mean, there were people chanting his name in the stadium today. So so Jalen Lindsay, for a standout performance amongst standout performances, I am giving you a crown, buddy. You You earned it. I mean, Justin, do you have anything you want to add on this? You
1: know, the only thing I would say is, is that, you know, this is one of the areas where it really hurts not getting a chance to see this because if you just watch the highlight package, it doesn't paint Jalen Lindsay in a great light. Uh, I mean, I love the the player, but if you just look at the, the highlights that are up there, uh, you know, on the internet, he gets burned on those, uh, you know, on those moments. And he's got... In the highlight reel package, he's got a great cutback pass where where Swiderski uh takes it back to, to Lindsay and then Lindsay cuts it back. I think it was uh Jordi Alcevar that gets a chance to snap the shot off.
0: Yeah, it's probably so, our you know, best look, chance in the game for that one. But
1: looked really positive in attack, but but like you know, coming into this, uh, if we were giving out cards, I, I think that given some of the defensive breakdowns I saw. You know, uh, uh, I think I would have been looking to card Jalen Lindsay, but, but uh, it's really interesting. I think the difference and in, in the things that don't make it to a highlight reel package, because maybe they don't, they don't fire people up. They don't really, you know, get everybody excited, uh, you know, just watching the leftovers. But if you, you know, if, if you're seeing this from, from Bronica, if you're seeing this from Lindsay, I think that's great to hear. Oh yeah,
0: um, and and I was would... just
1: so interesting the difference between, you know, the the reaction from somebody who got a chance to see everything, all of the the experience and and live versus somebody who unfortunately had to miss this one.
0: Yeah, and I will, I will say I do believe there's some reason that he doesn't show up in the highlight package, and I think we're going to get to that Wednesday. I think that we are, uh, really, just consistently sort of pushing on and developing and and becoming better but I think that we still struggle once we get to that pointy end of the field. And because what he was doing never became anything, I think that all of that good work he put in to get the ball from our defensive half into a dangerous attacking position kind of fizzles into nothing and doesn't end up in the highlights, but we'll, we'll talk about that later because we weren't awful in attack either. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I that's two for me. Justin, have we done two for you?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about Osvar, We talked about Rios, and and you know, I think there's. We could probably spend another hour crowning the the rest of the starting eleven, but we're gonna know, we probably need Wednesday. to say something for yeah. for Wednesday.
0: So I am going to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you another crown to give out, and but I'm gonna tell you who to give it to, um, <laughs> uh, because I'm the host and I do what I want. Uh, All right. <laughs> no, uh, I think you're going to want to give it out. I think as soon as I say who it is, you're going to go, yes, I want to say this. Um, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. The worst it can be is bad. So I'm going to give out one more crown, and I'll make it really, really quick. And that crown goes to the defense today. We will talk about it on Wednesday. The defense made major steps forward, in my personal opinion, to becoming a real, solid defensive unit. And we can't shout them all out. So the defensive unit today, congratulations. You all get crowns. Justin, the last crown I'm going to tell you that I, I think we should give is Miguel Ramirez. We 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 bashed him in the last one. I think you will yeah. agree. We're all pretty happy with, with his response.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the thing about it is, it, it, what I appreciate, right, is we went back to what worked for us and we'll dive a little bit deeper on Wednesday into what that means and everything. But, but, you know, let's, let's do what we're good at and what we did today, I think is a reflection of what we're good at. And so I'll absolutely put a a crown on that beautiful bald head of Miguel Angel Ramirez for getting us back to what we do well and getting us back to our winning ways. Yeah. Um,
0: Another three points. And, you know, we had that question. We said, Hey, Miguel, uh, Miguel Ramirez, what are you doing? Why did you make these crazy changes? We, we want to see what, what brings this club forward, and, and credit where credit's due. He, he made the decision to go back to what brings this club forward and, and, and beat, beat up on Atlanta, which is exactly what we wanted. So, last moments, Justin. As ever, you have two sentences. What are your final thoughts?
1: early in the season but we are fifth in the east and in a playoff spot so
0: uh would you give me that one more time it seems like your mic cut out there for a moment
1: oh sorry it's it's still early in the season but we are fifth in the east and in a playoff spot and that's not where anybody thought we were going to be at the start of this year
0: oh heck no if you'd have told me we'd even sniff fifth uh this season i would have taken that in a heartbeat um my final thoughts on the day is consistent improvement. Uh, that is what this team is experiencing. Uh, the players are experiencing consistent improvement. The coach is is clearly developing and seems to be bringing this team into a, a good position. Everyone appears to be willing to try things and willing to fail, but also willing to a- acknowledge what went well. And leave the bad stuff behind and take the good stuff forward. So this team is constantly improving. And uh, like I said before, at the rate it's happening, when Chelsea comes to visit us in the summer, they genuinely aren't going to stand a chance. I mean, it's it's fantastic to see. And it, it absolutely brought a joy to my face today. Uh, to all of the people listening out there, we love you so much for spending your time with us. Uh, for for sharing these wins with us, for for sitting in the stadium with us, thank you again to the Keenies. and uh, we will we will absolutely be breaking down all of your other favorite players that we didn't get the chance to get to uh, today on Wednesday. So we will talk to you again soon. Goodbye.